I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. I'm trying to get into the habit of journaling and when you're starting any new habit, it's a good practice to start small and build the habit first before you try to go the whole nine yards and journal three pages a day. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. So something interesting happened in December, right? As we were entering the new year, I started getting all of these messages on Instagram and just from friends and family asking, what planner should I get? What do you recommend? And whenever anything like that happens in my business where I'm getting the same question over and over again, it cues me to create some sort of content around that question so that it makes it easier for me to share that information because I have so many planner recommendations. But today I want to talk about my 2023 planning stack, the planners and journals that I'm using this year to organize my business and my life and stay productive. And I'm also going to share a list of my favorite planning companies to recommend to people as well as some of the planners in those companies that I've used in the past and just absolutely love. There's so many good options out there. So before we start out, a little disclaimer here. A planner is not going to change your life. Your planning stack will not change your productivity levels. Buying a new planner is not going to magically make you more productive. And the perfect planner is the one that you actually use. Your planning system and your consistency in using that system is going to be way more beneficial for you than a pretty planner ever will be. But also with that being said, aren't things just better just like more enjoyable when they're pretty. So if investing a lot of money in a pretty planner is going to help you show up and use it consistently, then go for it. But I want you to know that you don't need to spend a ton of money on a fancy planner with luxurious paper in order to be productive. A simple notebook with the right planning system will also work. So with that being said, I'm going to share my 2023 planning stack as well as some other planning resources that you might be interested in knowing more about. So starting at the top with goal planning, I've used different weekly and daily planners in the past and even goal planners that had different systems, but I like having a simplified 
goal setting system that doesn't require me to like overanalyze and spend hours of my life reflecting and planning. Even though I enjoy that type of thing, the planners, the goal planners I've used in the past have been a little bit too intricate and time intensive and not everything in them was super beneficial, but also the goal setting resources in weekly and daily planners at the beginning seems to be like not enough. And I wanted something in between. So right now I'm using my own goal setting system, but I have it mapped out on Rhodia grid paper. You'll notice this theme. I love grid paper planners. The ones not with like heavy lines, but really thin, almost invisible grid lines that help you write really neatly and have the boxes set up so you can make the perfect like check boxes, but also have a flexible system to kind of like change the layout and put the headers in the different like sections how I want to plan. Those are the planners that I lean towards. And Rhodia Grid Paper is just a really nice flip sheet paper. It's like a notebook that has just a plain light grid paper layout. And so I kind of mapped out my own goal setting system on two pages. I have a goal setting page for my business and then I have a goal setting page for my personal life. And if you hear rustling in the background, I have all these things sitting in front of me so I can kind of describe them as I'm going through them. But using my own like simplified goal setting system has been really helpful for me. Also, it helps to have everything in one place. I have kind of a pegboard that sits behind my desk that I work at. And so having my personal and my business goals hung up on that pegboard, very visible right in front of me as reminders every day has been really helpful. Instead of writing it down in some sort of notebook or like at the beginning of a planner that I never flip back to, having it right in front of me has been kind of key to remind myself at the beginning of each month or even at the beginning of each week what my goals are so that I can align my daily to-do list to what I said I wanted to accomplish instead of getting distracted has been super beneficial. And the goal layout itself is really simple. It has my goals obviously listed out and then it's broken down into projects. It's broken down into the quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily tasks that I need to do in relation to my goals. And then it has a January through December monthly layout so that I can mark down any important things that are happening in each month related to my goals. And again, I have one for my personal life and one for my business. And it's super simple and streamlined and it works for me. I also use this paper to map out certain projects in my life. So right now I have, it's kind of like the same layout as the goal sheet with the same headers as in like monthly, daily, quarterly, weekly, and January through December. But I have one for my plants because I want, I'm still learning a ton about being an entire ecosystem for 33 house plants. It's no small feat. And I want to keep track of when I feed my plants certain things. And the more I learn about house plants, the more I learn about the possibilities of what you can do to help them grow faster and like propagation schedules and when they need to be fertilized. And so it helped for me to just have one piece of paper where I manage the project of taking care of my plants, I guess. It's an ongoing project. But I have a very similar layout that I did on a piece of Rhodia paper for that. And then the last one, ideally, I would have a seamless schedule for cleaning. But cleaning my house has been one of the major pain points for me. There are certain things that we're really good at, like laundry. I recorded an episode on our laundry schedule, which is really streamlined and not stressful for me. Dishes and like 
kitchen cleaning is another thing that we have down pat. But whole house cleaning in terms of dusting and vacuuming and cleaning the vents and all of those random things that don't need to happen every week, keeping track of all of that and actually doing it since we're so busy has been one of like the main focuses that I have had for a while in terms of how do I manage all of this. And part of me just feels like it's one of those things that I don't really care about. I'm a very tidy person. I think I've said this before on the podcast. I'm the tidy one and Caleb is the clean one. So I honestly don't... It doesn't bother me to have a dirty house as long as it looks tidy. Like the floor might be dirty, but as long as there's no clutter on the floor, I'm not as motivated to do the cleaning tasks. So... All that to say, I have another piece of paper that kind of maps out my ideal cleaning schedule. And I go back to these overarching goal and project sheets when I'm planning out my months, not necessarily down to the day because when I go through my monthly planning routine, I do mark down like the weekly and daily tasks in my planner so that I'm not constantly going like back and forth from my goal planner, my goal sheets, I guess to my actual planner that I'm looking at daily. That's kind of all batched in my monthly planning routine. But once a month, I do go back to these things and kind of map out the tasks that I want to get done and put them in my planner. Also, I will try to link to all of these resources in the show notes. So if you go on over to the show notes, usually you just scroll up, but depending on what app you're on, it might look a little bit different. And you'll see the episode link and that will link to the blog post for this episode that has all of the links that I'm talking about today. I got the Rodia grid paper from Blick Art in downtown Iowa City. They have a bunch of different Rodia paper pads and like a lot of paper in general. So if you're into paper supplies, I would highly recommend a trip to Blick Art or one of your local stationery stores. But I might be able to find it online and link to that. We'll see. Also, the framework that I use for goal setting is obviously going to inform the way that I design my planner when I get around to designing and launching it. It's going to look very similar to the layouts that I'm using currently because I found that a simplified system forces you to narrow it down to the things that are important. And so with that being said, I'm sorry that I can't link to my goal planning sheets and give it to you right now. But eventually, I am so excited for the day when I can say that I have a planner to offer you that has goal setting and planning integrated with my entire system. But if you want to know when that planner launches, make sure that you're on my email list. Just head on over to the show notes again and join the planner waitlist, and you'll be the first to know when I have that available for you. Okay, the second thing is my weekly planner. And I have a weekly layout planner from Hemlock and Oak. I use them for all of 2022. It's perfect bound linen cover book. And I think it's 100 GSM paper. It's really thick paper. They have a grid layout, obviously, which I love. They have a little bit of goal setting stuff in the beginning, which I don't really use, but I love mapping out my week. I've talked about ideal weeks a lot on the podcast, and I love having that overarching view of what's happening for the next seven days. But I also use it as my daily planner and choose my top three for each day, as well as map out the timeline of any meetings or scheduled things or time blocks that I have going on that day. So I really love the Hemlock and Oak layouts. They also have a daily planner but I'm a fan of the weekly one and just use it for my daily planning too. If I'm having a day where I feel super 
overwhelmed and looking at my weekly layout is just too much for me. I will take a blank piece of notepad paper. I have dot grid notepad paper, and I actually think I got it at Target. I'll see if I can find the link to that too. It's just a little um, kind of like four by three inches, I think really tiny. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed looking at my weekly layout, if I'm getting behind on tasks or anything like that, and just want to have my daily list in front of me so I'm not distracted by other things and know exactly what to focus on, I'll take a little sheet of that sticky note paper and I'll jot down, transfer my top three tasks of the day and close my weekly planner and just use that sticky note until I get those things done. And that is really helpful in terms of managing my to-do list too. And again, huge fan of like the dot grid and the grid paper. Having a clean, neutral, minimal layout is really important to me when it comes to choosing my planning stack. And making a little pivot into digital... You guys also know that I'm a huge fan of ClickUp and ClickUp manages all of my marketing tasks. It keeps me on track with client tasks. It handles all of the random admin tasks that I need to remember to do and want to schedule a due date for. It also helps me manage uh, projects like launching a digital course. That's all mapped out in ClickUp. And so I do have a mix of a physical and digital planner system. Overall, I prefer a physical system for managing my goals and writing out my to-do list each weekend day, but I prefer ClickUp and a digital system for managing projects or things that have workflow. So the podcast, for example, there's like a 12-step workflow that I need to do in order to publish every single episode. And having that all mapped out with each step, having the correct link to like the Canva template for the Instagram post or the Libsyn link to create a new podcast episode and schedule it or the folder link for my editor where I can upload the files without having to go searching through Google Drive. All of that is in one place in ClickUp. And so having the efficiency of a digital planning system mixed with the focus of having a physical planning system has worked for me and it's been super helpful. Every planning system and every person works differently. And so I hope that hearing my planning system inspires you and opens new doors for you to think about the way that you could manage your work, whether that's physically or digitally in your planning stack. But I have always found value in listening to other people and hearing how they manage their to-do list and manage their projects because it always opens new doors for me and I'm always experimenting, which is Also, why I love having a grid layout or a dot journal layout because it also allows you to be a little bit flexible in mapping out your to-do list differently if you want to choose to do a top three or if you want to focus on choosing one priority or writing your gratitude or your intention for the day. Usually, grid layout planners have a lot more flexibility in being able to like write over their titles or format it to a way that works for your planning system. So that's why I'm a huge fan of the grid paper and Hemlock and Oak specifically. But I do have to say that I also ordered a common planner from Sterling and Inc. They were sold out, but I saw this planner reviewed by Amanda's Favorites, I believe, at the beginning of the year in January. And they also have a grid layout that looks really interesting and kind of inspired by the Hobonichi Weeks, which I'm going to get to in a second. But I also ordered that, but it was backordered. So it's going to be here in late March, I think. And so that might be the main planner for my weekly planner and my planning stack. We'll see how it goes. And if I like it, I haven't tried it yet, but it looks very promising. Okay, so moving on from planning and goals and project management into journaling, 
I'm using a Hobonichi Teco Weeks as my journal, and this is technically a planner. If you haven't heard of Hobonichi, it's kind of a staple in the planner community. It's like the OG planning company. Uh, it's a Japanese company, and they have really... I don't know how to describe it. It's really thin, but it also doesn't have a lot of bleed through the paper. And it's really smooth, thin, feels good in hand. And they have a grid layout, obviously. And they have the Hobonichi Teco Weeks, which is the one I have. And it's a travel journal size. So if you think of the planners that are kind of small and very tall, but not very wide, that's the Teco Weeks. And then they also have a Hobonichi Teco Cousin, which is more of an A5. I can't remember if it's A5 or B6 size, but it's more of the rectangle, regular planner size, a little bit smaller. Also a grid layout that looks a little bit different. But this year I'm using the Hobonichi Teco Weeks as my journal. I'm trying to get into the habit of journaling. And when you're starting any new habit, it's a good practice to start small and build the habit first before you try to go the whole nine yards and journal three pages a day. I've tried that in the past and it hasn't worked because I want to have a consistent journaling habit. And so right now I'm focusing on building that consistency. And I've filled out this journal every day since January 1st so far. It's Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. So that's a really great journaling streak for me. And I've been able to do that because in this planner, there's a space for each day of the week. So if you open it up on the left side of the page, there's a little horizontal rectangle box Monday through Saturday. And so each day I have a little space to kind of write down what happened that day, what I was doing, what I was thinking about. And it's usually like six or seven sentences. So it's pretty fast. And then on the right side, it's just a plain grid layout. So I have room to journal anything that comes up that I want to process through. I have plenty of space for those things. And I would usually say that I don't have more than one thing that I want to journal about extensively in any given week as I'm still building this habit. So it's been the perfect little journal for me. And I also love having the accountability of having the dates numbered ahead of time so that I can see when there's gaps. If I just have a blank journal to open... I will not feel accountable to filling in the next page the next day. And it will be like weeks before I jump back into the journal. So using a planner as my journal, this is the first time that I've ever done it. And it's been working really, really well, surprisingly well. I'm also saving uh, like stickers that I get if I bought something from a plant company recently and they had cute little plant stickers or I'm a subscriber of Magnolia Magazine, which I love. And sometimes they'll have cute little quotes or something that I'll cut out. And I'm kind of taping them into my journal too as kind of like a keepsake slash scrapbook type of thing. I have a few photos of Caleb and I that I've taped in there in different places. And one, it means I don't have to write as much. But two, it makes it a really meaningful like planner to keep at the end of the year because it has everything that I was doing and it has these memories and these pretty things like it's nice to look at. And it's been really fun and a great, not only mental health outlet, but a great creative outlet. So if you never tried using a planner as a journal, I would highly recommend the Hobonichi Checo Weeks. And I got mine off of Amazon. You can also order them from JetPens, but I will link to the one that I bought in the show notes. 
The other thing that I'm doing in the Hobonichi weeks is journaling about the books that I'm reading. This year, I have a goal to read 100 books, which is a stretch goal for me. And in the past, I've even set goals to not read as many books because with nonfiction, I'll find myself blowing through them so quickly, especially books on productivity. I will just consume them so quickly and then not actually digest the information that I'm getting or put it into practice. And so I'm forcing myself to journal about each book that I read so that I can remember what I took away from that book and at the end of the year, like have a short summary to go back to when I'm remembering all of the books that I'm reading and actually remind myself of the things that I learned and reflect on if I've really put those into practice or if I need to revisit those things. And so at the end of the Hobogenichi weeks, they have a lot of blank grid pages with space for those things. And I'm kind of using that as extra room to journal about the books that I'm reading and other things as well. Like Caleb and I are doing this quarterly marriage conference this year. And the first conference day that we went to, oh my gosh, it was so good. And we had a lot of fun and learned so much. And there were so many takeaways from that day that I knew that I wanted to think about and journal about and put into practice more. And so I took notes during the conference in my journal instead of taking notes on some piece of paper. Like they give you a workbook each day of the conference. But where is that workbook now? It's sitting in like a stack of papers that I probably will not look at again. So taking notes in a place that I am revisiting and using every day has been super helpful. And I really love this system and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future because I'm only six weeks in and I'm just obsessed. And then speaking really quickly about planning accessories, I won't say that I'm someone who is obsessed with pens or sticky notes or paper clips or anything like that. My planning system is pretty functional. I don't do a lot of decorating, but I have found a few things recently that I do really, really love and want to share. So I placed a jet pens order last month and I got a uni pin pen. I got a 28 millimeter and one that was smaller than 28 millimeters. The hard thing about these pens is I'm looking at it right now and all of the all of the text on the pen is in Mandarin. So I'm going to have to go look at the link and see what the other millimeter size was. But I think 28 millimeter was the larger one and I got an even smaller one. The Hobonichi grid is really, really small. And so having a really fine tip pen is almost necessary if you want to journal in them. But this is the best pen that I've ever used in my life. Both of them, actually. There's like a slight difference in the thickness of the writing tip on these, but they're $1.75 a piece from Jet Pens right now. And it makes it super easy to write really clean lines in the Hobonichi grid. And it's also a waterproof and fade-resistant ink, which is great for journaling because it's not going to fade or smear or rub off if you want to use it for something that's truly for memory keeping. Um, But honestly, I love it for everything. I use it in my books when I'm underlining things. It's just a plain black ink. And I ordered two of them in each size. And I'm just going to get rid of all my other pens because I really like them. I also ordered a pack of highlighters. It was a neutral highlighter pack from Jet Pens. And they have different packs that you can order from on their website. They'll have like a pastel pack or a neutral pack or I don't know. There's other options. Those are the two that I was looking at. But it has a bunch of different brands of highlighters, but they're all neutral, cohesive colors. 
And I love every single highlighter that came in that pack. They're all super light. And I love a good neutral aesthetic. So in my planner, when I'm using only neutral highlighters, it looks really clean and minimal, which I'm a fan of. They also have bright colors if you're into that too. But another reason I love the grid paper and especially black and white grid paper for planners is that it does allow you to use so much more color when it comes to highlighting or your pen choice with it still looking clean and cohesive and not like you just used rainbow colors on your paper, which if you're a fan of that, then go for it. But but I really enjoyed those highlighters and I'll also link those in the show notes. But that is pretty much my 2023 planning stack. I'm also going to link that list of all of my favorite planning companies. Most of them are small businesses. And so none of them are affiliate links because they're linking directly to the website. But I'm also going to link Amanda's Favorites, that YouTube channel that I mentioned, because she does full walkthroughs on video of most of these planners. I'm sure you can find most of the planners that I'm going to link on her channel and she will often have a discount code. So if you're looking at one of these planners, which sometimes can be an investment if you're buying from a small business, she has discount codes that you can use her affiliate links. And so I'll link to her channel as well. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention is that if you're into planners or just curious in joining the planning community or checking it out or knowing more about the different planning options that are available. My favorite podcast for discovering new planners is the Best Laid Plans podcast. She oftentimes does planner reviews, but she'll also take listener questions. You can send her your message and send her a description of the type of planner that you're looking for. And on air, for some people that she selects, she'll give you different planners that she might recommend. And I'm always discovering new planners from listening to that podcast. So yes, feel free to ask me what planner you should get. And I'm happy to chat with you. I will chat with you all day about that question. It's my favorite question to talk about. But also know that there's some other great resources. And those are my two favorites when it comes to discovering new planners and figuring out which planner might work best for you. I hope this episode has inspired you and opened up some ideas for you on how you could better manage your planning stack in your planning checklist and all the things, make it prettier, make it more organized and make it more enjoyable for you. Don't forget to head on over to the show notes and visit the blog post to see all the great resources that I'm going to be linking for this episode. And let me know if you have any questions. Like I said, it is one of my favorite things to talk about and I will chat with you in the DMs all day. Thanks so much again for listening today. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building. 
one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.